Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Not the drain some of the fun there, but we do have our guest is ready. Our guest is ready here for us, uh, Tyler, whenever you want to bring him in. Awesome. Yes. Uh, at this time, let's bring into the show a uh, long time covering the Arizona Cardinals with the Arizona Republic, Mr. Kent Summers. How are you, Kent? I'm doing well. How are you guys? I'm good. I know he's he's doing us a huge favor because he has to pick up the wife from the airport right now. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kent, we appreciate you taking a couple minutes with us. Uh, I want to get right into Eno Benjamin. I, I read your article this morning. Um, I know that dropped just a little bit ago. Uh, yeah. I mean, yesterday we just talked about it at length, but yesterday when that all went down, I saw your tweet that you said you were just as surprised as anybody else. What do you make of this? Yeah, it, it, it was surprising at the time. And then, you know, some information began to leak out that, you know, Eno was unhappy during the game uh, with not playing. He ended up with only one offensive snap. Um in some way, he let that be known to people on the sideline. And then uh, I had someone tell me after the game, there was a confrontation or a disagreement with uh, an assistant coach. And all of that led to him him being released, which I would have, you know, they announced it like 30 minutes after Cliff Kingsbury's press conference ended. So we didn't obviously get a chance to ask him. But I would think the Cardinals coaches and Steve Keimer thinking, all right, you're unhappy with your playing time, but you really want to use this occasion after a big victory to, to make that point, you know, and and uh, so they they cut ties. Can I ask, Kent, because we were talking about at the top here, I went and looked over his contract, 23, you're going to be 24 years old next year, only a million dollars on the books next year. Even if they were legitimately frustrated, whatever that confrontation may have been, we may find out it was something so egregious, hey, we don't even want you in the building. But if you were that upset with him, why not just tell him, yeah, great, you're not you want to show up and get your attitude right, feel free, but otherwise you won't play the rest of the year. I mean, in theory, even if he doesn't get claimed here, it's a low cost. And and Tyler and I were just talking about there's plenty of teams that would look at what he did replacing Connor over the start of this season here and say, he's a valuable piece for the remainder of the year for someone. Yeah, I think they they would probably say, look, we don't want to, you know, take a roster spot for a guy who's not going to play, you know, it's when we've got other needs and especially the way this season's gone with, with so many um, injuries, it it must've been something so egregious for them to, to take this step. And, you know, people who knew, you know, at Arizona state and even in his time with the Cardinals, that would be really out of character, Mm. but apparently something happened. Uh, Obviously something happened. So can't do Kent, you you tweeted this out yesterday, and and I made sure I favorited it because I I I almost feel like the Cardinals are trigger happy to a degree. You tweeted out, "It's been a weird Cardinal season in terms of guys bouncing from major roles to no roles, and sometimes back." Simmons, Green, Dorch, Eno, uh, and even Zayvon Collins to to that regard, right? I'll add him in there. But is is that it? Is it this this organization is is they're kind of quick to pull the pull the trigger on some of these moves? 
Well, I, you know, I, I don't know. I thought I thought it was awful quick with Isaiah Simmons that yeah. one game and, and you thought he played so poorly that he, he goes to playing single digit snaps the following week when you had spent all they had spent all the preseason raving about him and how he was literally going to be a star linebacker. I thought that was awful quick, but, and they did it to send him a message and he's been, he's been way better ever since you can see a player who's ascending the, the other ones are a mixture of injury and performance. Uh, you know, anybody who watched AJ green prior to last Sunday's game, I don't think could make a real case against him being benched. Um, you know, he wasn't giving him any, anything and, and with Dorch, it was in and out because of injuries to Rondell Moore and elsewhere on receivers. But it's, but it has been a weird, a weird season. And you know, AJ Green is is really perplexing to me. You know, because he goes to you know not playing at all on a Thursday night and in and out, and then he's he's a big factor against the Rams um, last week. And but you know, you contrast the way those guys handled that with what we're hearing now about how Eno handled that big difference, big difference. I think if you're unhappy with playing time, you have those discussions behind closed doors and certainly not in a locker room where Cliff Kingsbury is handing out game balls and everybody's smiling and, and laughing because it was a, a, a big victory on the road. Always looks worse when your team is celebrating yeah. a win and you're complaining about something individual. Let's say, though, you mentioned A.J. Green staying in that wide receiver room for a second where Greg Dortch, to your point, here's a guy, got used heavily. Tyler could not be any more committed to, to Greg Dortch <laughs> being deserving of more playing time. But things, you know, unfold the way they do. You get back, obviously, Hopkins, and you continue to use a little bit of A.J. Green. Dial this back, though, just before that trade deadline. Were, were you surprised? I mean, the team is 4-6 and six now. But you go out and you make a move for Robbie Anderson. You know that Hopkins is coming back. And maybe in some ways you actually get pleasantly surprised you get Greg Dorch. I know you suffer the Hollywood Brown injury. But, I mean, really on both sides of the coin, are you surprised they didn't approach the deadline a little bit differently if they're thinking we still want to get back into things this year? Or why not kind of shed you know shed a couple of players if you feel like these contracts are going to go the wrong way at some point for you? I know from the top down, it's organizational chaos. At least it feels like from the outside. But were you surprised the way they handled the deadline? Not really. I mean, I think they feel like they're still in it at mm -hmm. that point. They felt that, you know, hey, you know, the, the NFC West and the NFC in general, other than the Vikings and the Eagles, there's, it's kind of a jumbled mess. We can get on a run and get hot, hot here, especially to, to get Hopkins back, get Hollywood Brown back team them with Rondell Moore, finally get to see what that looks like. I don't think they were in the in the mode where we want to be sellers. And really, if they were going to trade anybody at that time to be sellers, it likely would have been J.J. Watt. I was, sure. That would have made the most sense. I mean, I don't know what they're going to get for, you know, A.J. Green or, or anybody else. And they were so banged up, they, they really couldn't afford to part with anybody. And Steve Kahn didn't want to part with draft picks. So, I wasn't really surprised. I, I think Steve Kime would say, look, you know, we traded for Hollywood Brown. You know, that addressed our, re our receiving need. He made the move for Robbie Anderson. It's been curious to me that they haven't gotten Robbie Anderson more involved in the yeah. offense. I mean, we barely we barely see him and it's been, you know, three weeks, almost a month now.
And just to your point, you're, you're hit that. You're about to hit the end of the trade deadline. There, you do come off of a loss, but in theory, you come out if you beat Seattle and then you get this win against LA. You're a 500 team. You're, you're very much still in the mix there with key battles inside the division coming up. But I think that was the thing that head scratched me. I'll let Tyler come back in here. But the Robbie Anderson move and then not seeing the fruit of that decision—that's where it kind of confuses me a little bit. If you're going to go make a move, and it seemed like they were very intent on going and getting Robbie Anderson for a specific function. And you just haven't seen that pay off yet. Yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, they gave him a chance and he, he had a big drop in his first game and, yeah. you know, and they just haven't, haven't gone back to it. So we'll, we'll see going forward if he's more involved now in, in Mexico city on Monday night. Yeah. I saw he got some snaps on Sunday when I was looking at the numbers, but honestly, I didn't remember seeing him like once on the field. So it was it's very interesting to Robbie Anderson, right. but, um, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, the Cardinals and the offense performed really well on Sunday, all things considered, especially with that patchwork offensive line. Colt McCoy gets the ball out quick. He's moving it down the field. It seemed like they called about 50 less screens in the game. Um, <laughs> what <laughs> What do you make of, of now? I know it's not a QB controversy, but from a fan base standpoint, I know the fans want to ride the hot hand. They want to see Colt play Monday. I know uh, Cliff Kingsbury and his presser the other day kind of said, eh, we're not going to rush Kyler back. We want to make sure he's at full health. So almost like the Cardinals are protecting themselves to, to have Colt ready to kind of be the guy on Monday. I, I mean, where do they go from here with Colt and Kyler? I, I think, well, now, now they're forced into a situation where, you play the healthiest guy because Colt McCoy, you know, had a knee injury in that game, yeah. was out, came back in, but you know, that's going to bother him a bit during the week. And he's probably going to be questionable. I would guess. So it, it ends up, they're probably going to pay play the healthiest guy. I, I think the prudent thing would be for Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray to learn from how the Cardinals played last Sunday from Kingsbury's perspective, I thought they did a really nice game plan that played to McCoy's strengths, get the ball out quick, a lot of pre-snap reads, let him do what he does best, you know, get the ball out of his hands. And I think Kyler could benefit from that too. And Kyler can always benefit from McCoy as a mentor, how he handled the week, preparing as a starter, how he got other people ready, how he made other people better. I, I think those are lessons going forward, but look, when Kyler Murray's healthy, he should be the quarterback of this team. I'm not sure what Colt McCoy did last Sunday is sustainable over a month or six weeks, et cetera. But, you know, he's, he's as good as a backup as you, as you can get, you know, both, both on the field and, and in terms of his influence off of it also. Last one for me, Kent, then, because we saw Dallas benefited from this, right? When Dak Prescott was hurt, they figured out, Maybe the best way sometimes is to rein things in. And I think teams across the yeah. league fall, fall prey to this. The talent is so good at position X, usually quarterback, you start to go, it's all about them. Let them get it. Let them do it. Let them work. When I look at Kyler Murray, I mean, listen, there's all the speculation around how focused is he? How much is he learning? This contrast between Cliff Kingsbury saying, we can do this in a different way. And when I go back, I'm not going to say that that Kyler Murray stat lines confuse me at some points, but when I look over and I see that he's throwing the ball 35, 44, 42, 58 times a game, 49, like these numbers are way too high for me for a guy that has mobility, has legs. Do you look at it as, cause we've heard this is Kyler Murray fighting against the game script or is Cliff Kingsbury 
failing to utilize Kyler in the best way possible? Because this offense just does not seem to be able to click when he's under center. Yeah, I think I think that's largely been a function of falling behind two scores early in games, and you're just throwing the ball all the time. It's a little right. bit of James Conner being out of the game, of your offensive line being a jumble. Too many pre-snap penalties have gotten them into holes where they have to throw the ball. Um, they're just a lot of silly mental mistakes um, that have really hurt them, and we didn't see nearly as many against the Rams last Sunday. And like I said before, there are lessons to be learned from that game that will help Kyler, I think, and 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 if Cliff Kingsbury learns them, will be helpful to him. Also, we did see fewer wide receiver screens. We even saw Colt McCoy roll out one time. You know, it didn't work out too well, mm-hmm. but I'm like, if Colt McCoy can roll out, why can't Kyler Murray occasionally? <laughs> right. You know, yeah. some different things like that, I think, will help him going forward. And Kyler did have, before the injury, three of his best completion percentage games leading up to, to missing this one. So it seemed like maybe something was trending. That they go one and two over those three games, but you're just looking for little successes for this team. Go ahead, Tyler. No, that's, I can't. We appreciate you joining the show. I know you got to get the wife, so we're going <laughs> to let you get out of here. <laughs> but people can find you, obviously, Arizona Republic, azcentral.com. Uh, and then want to get your, your Twitter handle in there? Yeah, at Kent Summers. I appreciate it. It's fun, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Kent. We appreciate you, bud.